Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Size and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. We've got two beautiful helmets sitting in front of us. And it's the two teams in Super Bowl 58. And it is a rematch of the right before the pandemic Super Bowl, the 2019 season into early 2020 between the 49ers and the Chiefs. And man, did we get there in a really crazy way yesterday. The turnovers by the Baltimore Ravens in the end zone. Two killer turnovers. And of course, the great play by Patrick Mahomes and the great coaching of Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey in that chief defense. Hats off as they get back to another Super Bowl. And the poor Detroit Lions. Sometimes when you're a loser, you're just a loser. And it's tough to get that off you. No matter how hard you scrub, no matter how many showers you take, you're still a loser. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. I'm doing all right, you know, and uh, the wild scene down in Baltimore yesterday. I, I felt bad for Lamar Jackson after the game because I know he's probably going to get a lot of criticism and everything else. But if Save Flowers doesn't fumble the ball, Ugh. the momentum right there in the second half is getting ready to flip. I mean, it is getting ready to flip, and you could feel it. And then, of course, Lamar not being aware of situational football late in the fourth quarter, instead of forcing a ball down the middle, you know, he either could have taken off and run with it, which is what he was trying to do yesterday, or, you know, he could have thrown it away, play another down, and then kick a field goal at that point, and then come back, play defense, get the ball back, and then have a chance to go, uh, you know, four downs into the end zone and, and, and try to get a touchdown and tie the game. But um, I, I will say that I felt bad for Zay Flowers. And, you know, and a lot of this, too, for the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, they brought upon themselves a stupid penalties at the end of the first half that ended up giving Kansas City a field goal. Butker hits that long field goal. Prior to that, there was this phantom holding call mm. on Trey Smith, back-to-back holding calls for that matter, and it kept uh, Rasheed Rice out of the end zone. That was a touchdown as far as I was concerned. The ball was out of J- Patrick Mahomes' hands in less than a second. But it was the defense and Steve Spagnuolo, and Giant fans know this. They know they know it. They've seen it before. They've seen it twice. He took down an undefeated Patriots team as a Giants defensive coordinator, and his uh, his 
Defense yesterday was really amazing because they were rushing either five or six. And Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, much celebrated offense quarter, by the way, and who has an MVP quarterback, had no answers for the Blitz. Or maybe he had answers for the Blitz and Lamar didn't see them or wasn't reacting fast enough. I'm not sure. Maybe that's where the criticism comes in for Lamar. But at the end of the day, it was a, I, I mean, it was about as hard hitting as you would imagine. I mean, that, Balt- that Baltimore and Kansas City defense, they get after your ass. And we're standing down there on the sideline at the end of the first half and then towards the end of the game. I mean, the intensity, you could feel it standing there. And I was, I was sitting there saying to J.J. Watt, this is what you really miss, isn't it? And he goes, yeah. He goes, man, oh, my God. Because he had never been to an AFC championship mm, game as yeah. a player. And then to feel it and to be there and to be a, be on the sideline and to be a witness to it, um, it was it was a really, really physical game. And, you know, quite frankly, just a better quarterback, the better coach, and the more stable football team won the game. Yeah, and I said I was never going to bet against Patrick Mahomes again after last year's AFC Championship game and then this year with the Bills. I lost both of those. Well, I did it again. Uh, I wasn't planning on it, and then I sat there, and I saw the Ravens, and I saw the look on Roquan Smith's face, and then I just saw John Harbaugh running out, and I said, this is it. This is their time. They're going to do it. It's going to be over. It's going to be the Ravens beating the Chiefs. And then, of course, it was not. And this was an oversimplification, but this is just the classic, a team that knows how to win and a team who hasn't figured it out yet. Now, I know John Orba figured it out with Joe Flacco many years ago, but with Lamar Jackson in these situations, they just haven't figured it out yet. They've had different offensive coordinators. They've had different defensive coordinators. And you've got the best player in the game right now, the undisputed king of the NFL that is impossible to topple. He is impossible to topple. It's happened a couple of times. Tom Brady did it. Joe Burrow did it in a championship game. But outside of that... In in his building, by the way. Right. He owns everybody. Patrick Mahomes. And he, and he finally did something that he hadn't done before, and that's win an AFC championship game on the road in a very yep. tough environment. I know it was loud down there in Baltimore. I, I, I think it's worse, and it's ten times worse than Arrowhead for the visiting team, at least the, I, the team, you know, the, the games that I've been around. And I think it's tougher up in Buffalo. I think, you know, those are really, really loud. And I'm not saying the, the fans are not passionate. They certainly are. I mean, the amount of purple and Black and purple in that stadium. I mean, I think there was maybe 1% Chiefs fans. I mean, it was all Ravens and it was loud, but I don't, I don't necessarily know that it was as loud as these other places. And, you know, it's just, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like a surgeon and he very rarely gets intimidated or falls back on his heels. Now, they didn't have a great second half offensively. They, I, I felt we felt like they were trying to just run the game out, and they like, at least they were still trying to run the ball. Where Baltimore basically abandoned the run altogether, and you're playing against the Chiefs' defense that doesn't stop the run very well. But I think that they felt like that with the Chiefs playing as aggressively as they were, and having five and six guys up at the line of scrimmage almost the entire day, uh, that they couldn't get through that. But you know, Lamar gets through that. He gets through it on a fourth down. And I think young Lamar probably scores there. Mm. You can see that he has slowed down significantly as he has gotten older, which is fine. That happens to all of us. But um, when he broke through there, I, I'm like, man, a young three years ago, Lamar scored a touchdown there. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought he was gone. I was surprised that he wasn't. And that throw that he had where, you know, you're essentially throwing into triple coverage. 
And he he gets asked after the game by a reporter, and he said the reporter asked, goes, do you think you were trying to do too much there because of the frustration that you had offensively? And, and Lamar said, no, I'm not trying to do too much. I'm trying to win the game. And then he goes to the reporter, what, did you think I was trying to do too much? And basically, the reason why I bring that up is he's probably thinking in his head, like, why in the hell did I do that? Well, you like, saw him why? slam the helmet down. I know, and then on the sideline, he's looking up to the sky, and he's yeah. just like, why? I mean, and he is someone who was, this year... As you said many times, a different player. He had gotten over stupid crap like this. There are three Chiefs there. He said he was also hoping there was going to be a P.I. and looking for a P.I. I mean, this is... I, mean, I, I Zach Wilson doesn't make that throw. You know what I'm saying? There's three Chiefs around that day. This is a critical moment. Wow. Fourth quarter, six minutes to go with your entire season and legacy on the line. That is one of the worst decisions that he has made in his career. Yeah. And at the worst time ever. Yeah, it is uh, like, you know, whether they were on like the 25-yard line, I think, yeah. of the Chiefs. So, and it was a second down play. So if he just throws the ball away, they got a third and 10, and then and then you never know what's going to happen. And then Still could have kicked the field goal. He had three timeouts right, left, exactly. one score game. I'm North just of so the two-minute warning, the whole yep. thing. Oh, my God. So that was, uh, that was a really bad, poor decision for him. And, you know, he'll, he will not sleep because he'll be thinking about that for at least the next two weeks. It's, there's nothing more miserable than doing something that you can't explain why you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of my buddies that I played with texted me right as that play happened. He goes, why is the tight end? I think it was Isaiah Likely who was trying to hit. I'm not sure he was trying to hit. Why does he put his hand up like he's open? I said, because, you know, they're selfish. <laughs> <laughs> they all want the ball thrown to them. Right. I, and I'm talking about all wide receivers and all tight ends, you know, for the most part. And I do have to say that Travis Kelsey had one of probably his best game ever. I mean, a couple of these catches he made yesterday were unbelievable. And two or three of the plays that Patrick Mahomes pulled off to get him the football were just incredible plays by Patrick that very few players will make or have the guts to make. And I, I just... You know, they didn't play great in the second half. They played it really close to the vest. But again, another game where they don't turn the ball over. So that's four straight games going back to last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles where they haven't turned the ball over and the other team has imploded. Yeah, and I know that it's not just one player who does it. And we've had these conversations in sports talk forever about guys getting credit and who deserves the most credit. But... I tell you, there there are two people who are now in the elite, legendary, immortal status because Patrick Mahomes came along, and that is Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Now, they're great in their own right, but Patrick Mahomes yep. made those guys quite possibly, we're talking about the most productive tight end in history, and now Andy Reid, who's in that conversation, wins another Super Bowl as a top three or four coach in the history of the game. Now... Don't get me wrong, because this is like a Coach Cower thing. I could see him, like, staring at me with the chin. <laughs> yes. What do you mean, Andy Reid? Andy Reid, Andy Like, no, no, no. Chill. He is a great coach. He obviously did in Philadelphia. What I'm saying is Patrick Mahomes is so great that he has elevated great to immortal. Yes. He is, he is right. lifted those guys into a stratosphere they right. never would have gotten there on their own. Yeah, I don't think Coach Cower would, would react that way. And the reason I say that is because, you know, he was a he was a great coach in his own right. He's iconic, and you know, he really took off when he got Ben Roethlisberger. Before, look at that. Look, look at the guys that played for him before that. I yeah. mean, he still won with those guys, 
But he wasn't going to be able to get over the hump until he got that quarterback. Yeah. He'd be able to get him over the hump. And, and I think that he would be a very appreciative of what you just said about Patrick Mahomes and how great he is. Because when you watch him in person and you're standing there and you see the pass rush come and you see his head's always down the field and he has this knack of understanding where it's coming from and he's able to deliver, deliver the ball accurately. I thought, I thought his accuracy in the first half yesterday was ridiculous. That It wasn't even a back shoulder throw. It was a back hip throw to Travis Kelsey against Keith Hamilton, that unbelievable safety that the, the Ravens have. I mean, nobody could defend that. Nobody. And I very few people can catch that, mm. but that that is what they practice, and they you know in the biggest games they they come through uh, in a way that uh, very few groups have ever come through. So I think you're right about elevating everybody else because that quarterback is so great, so calm, so poised. But I also know that Steve Spagnuolo's defense is oh, yeah. a lot of credit. And this is the best game. defense that Patrick Mahomes has had. I mean, this might be the the least amount of weapons that he's had overall, and he's had to play better than he's ever had to play. And up until yesterday, Travis Kelsey didn't look like the same player he was a couple years ago. Um, but I think that the defense changes that. The G- it's just more of a complete team now. You don't have to worry about it. You know that they're going to show up every single week, and they shut down uh, with some really costly turnovers, but shut down a Ravens offense who had smacked around a lot of really good teams. This but year. how about the bad penalties, though? I mean, yeah. Stewart. <laughs> You had bad penalties on Kyle Van Noy. You had bad penalties on Patrick Queen. You had a bad penalty on Zay Flowers. You had ultimately the fumble by Zay Flowers right before he is getting ready to go into the end zone. I might have felt bad for that kid because he's he's really and then he hurts his hand on the sideline. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know that's the bad emotion. That's the tough guy. We're going to get your face emotion that ends up biting you in the ass. You know you have you have to be surgical. Uh, with your emotion. And I, you know, I could say the same thing about San Francisco and Detroit yesterday because there was a fourth and two. And, you know, Dan Campbell went for it like he's always done. And Reynolds drops the ball. And that, and wasn't a great throw by J- uh, Jared Goff. And, You're talking about the first one now. Yeah, the first one. The, yeah, fir- the, the, the fir- second one hit him right in the chest. And that was a third down call, I think. Yeah. And the, and the, uh, the second fourth down. You know that they that they went for that was the one where Jared Goff gets chased out of the pocket. This is the one where they could have kicked the field goal, obviously to tie, tie the game. Yeah. Uh, he gets chased out of the pocket, throws the ball. It just had no shot. But so that one I didn't have as much of an issue with as the first one. I like the aggressiveness in <clears throat> the second but, but one. Everybody assumes that you you're going to make it, G, and nobody takes into account the emotion of the game and the and, and where the game is now. Detroit was up. And they were up big. They were up 17 when they went for it on fourth and two. But, and I think no, actually, they, were, they were up 14. 14, yeah, because so, they kicked the field goal right. coming out, right? So that's why that one to me was the one that they should have tried the field goal. If you, if you miss it, you miss it. But if you kick it, you're back up three scores. So then after stopping the Niners and keeping them out of the end zone and making them kick a field goal to get it to 14, and now you're driving down the field again, you're, you're back in control of the game. And then you kick that field goal, it's back to three scores, and the Niners are like, we can't even get closer. Well, we're also assuming he's going to make the field goal. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know but whether or not he But if he misses it, he misses him. it, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it's that, not back on the coach, then. It's back on the exactly, player. Exactly, because yes. that, that is a field goal you have to make in that situation. And then the, the other one that everybody was saying, you got to kick to tie, I didn't mind that one. That that was the one where I felt like, okay, you're as you mentioned, Dan Campbell's done it all year long. Be aggressive. You're on the road. You want to get the momentum mm-hmm. back. I didn't have as much of a problem with the going for it on the second. Second one, it was that first one where I'm like, man, like, 
Go back up three scores. Yeah, and you know that ball. It was a, it was a tough throw by Jared Goff, and and Reynolds would have had a that would have been a tough catch. That would have been a Kelsey catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that uh, that um, Travis had for Patrick in his game, but I don't know. It's like you want. So last week against the Buccaneers, the Detroit Lions almost gave the Buccaneers a chance to come back at the end of the game. And they mismanaged the clock at yep. the end of the game. And then you remember Todd Bowles was the one who said, ah, the game's over anyway. Yeah. You know, it's never over. You you make every snap count. Um, and they didn't do it. And and what's the name? Dan Campbell basically said after last week's game, you know, we didn't end the game the right way. And, you know, that's as much as our fault as it is them not going for it, whatever he said. But he took ownership of it. And I said, you know, when you're at this level, you make it to the playoffs. Those decisions that those coaches make – Man, they have a lasting effect one way or the other. So kicking the field goal and getting back up to three scores and getting back up to 17 points is the right play there. It's just a simple, conservative play. You don't make it, what happens? All of a sudden, momentum is flipped and sh- and you, you they never got it back. And when they finally did get back into field goal range, what did he do again? He won for it on fourth down and then gave the momentum back to the 49ers again. Yeah, and and I did like uh, the being on the road, letting the game slipped out of your hands. You are now trailing in the game. Uh, I I was I when as I'm watching it and he went for it, I was like, "That's the play. That is the Lions. If they're going to do it, they're going to win." It's that first one that made no sense to me at all. And if they so we're obviously questioning the Dan Campbell decision that that won in the fourth quarter, and everybody's going to be talking about him, but. That first one, if the kicker mix, misses the field goal to go up 17, nobody is saying that Dan Campbell should have gone for it in that situation. They all would have except said, man, they missed that field goal to go yeah, up three scores. Except for analytics, you know, which is really, I mean, you have to take into account, I always say this, and analytics is fine. And, you know, going for it, not going for it, all of that is fine. But you're paying a head coach not to be a robot on the sideline. You're paying the head coach to play the game that they're playing in the midst of right now and how is the game being played, what's going on. There's so many different variables that really determine your decision-making. And I, even, I, I'm sick and tired of hearing that you know, Dan Campbell's done this all year long. You're in, the, you're in the NFC Championship game. you got a 17-point lead that's now a 14-point lead. You can get it back up to 17, assuming your kicker's going to make it. There's nothing wrong in these games with field goals, especially when they're going to be tightly contested it's usually going to come down to a field goal somewhere along the line and you know if lamar jackson had that mindset i think that the the, the ravens would have ended up kicking a field goal there if they don't score a touchdown and then there would have been a hell of a lot more time left timeouts left north of the two-minute warning and then they would have known they would have been in four down territory where they would have had to score a touchdown to tie the game against the chiefs so decision makings late-game decisions, coaches' decisions, players' decisions, stupid penalties, turnovers, all of those things rear their ugly heads for the losing teams. Yeah, and just quickly, because we'll talk about the Super Bowl for two weeks, but if this Niners defense doesn't figure itself out, they are not winning this football game. And they got their asses handed to them earlier in the game, and obviously they figured it out, got some more pressure on Jared Goff and the Lions, a defensive line was was active, but they have been less than impressive. That unit, a, a unit that was supposed to buoy them all the way to the Lombardi Trophy, which oh. still may, but uh, like that is 
one thing, if there's one glaring thing of these two teams going into this game, it's it's certainly not Brock Purdy because he played his ass off and did things yesterday that championship quarterbacks do. You know, finding the places where you should run, getting out of the pocket, looking down the field, like all these things that people say he can't do because he's a, a system quarterback. My ass, he did it yesterday. That's uh, two weeks again. in a row, by the way. Yes, right. In, in late in games, making all the plays. It's that defense that becomes, yeah, yeah, holy Steve, hell. Steve. I mean, Steve Wilk has got to figure. I mean, I, I figure if they lose yesterday and they get torn up the way they were going to get torn up and they gave up 442 yards, if Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble, yeah. that's mm-hmm. another thing that the Lions did that helped the 49ers. I would just, I, I would sit here and tell you that, you know, it may be time to be looking for a new defense coordinator because that's not the 49er defense. That's, that, <laughs> that defense we saw yesterday, they could have gotten run on for like 400 yards yeah. yesterday. They were on pace too. It I, I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden, second half, they make a couple plays, get Nick Bosa involved, and a couple drop passes. I mean, the Reynolds pass over the middle on third down, that was a bad one because that hit him right in the eight. That hit him right in the top of the eight in the chest. And uh, that that there's no excuse for dropping that ball, I can tell you that. And that's not the coach's fault. That's the player's fault. All right, Boomer and Geo just getting started on this Monday morning Super Bowl 58 set. Niners and Chiefs in Las Vegas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomerang GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Niners Chiefs Super Bowl 58. Jerry Recco is here to give us all the details and the sound from Championship Sunday. What's up, Jerry? Uh, we brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We are also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. We will start 
uh, in the order in which the games were played. Of course, Boomer was in Baltimore for Ravens Chiefs and arguably the biggest play of the game. To the right side, back to throw is Lamar Jackson. Over the middle, caught by Zay Flowers and lunges for the end zone. They're going to say the ball's out. They're going to say the ball is out in the end zone. The Chiefs think they have the ball in the end zone. No official has been given yet. They're going to say a touchback. The Chiefs recover the ball in the end zone. That yeah, was Mitch Holtis on Chiefs radio. That was uh, Zay Flowers. That The ball punched out. It was also him that had the taunting penalty prior to that. Chiefs hold on for the 17-10 win over Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, a big interception in the end zone into triple coverage as well. In terms of Kansas City, they win by seven. They're on their way to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Andy Reid says outstanding effort. How about the Chiefs? You know, I mean, what a great deal that was. Uh, I thought our guys played hard, aggressive football. Um, it always starts with the offensive, defensive line. They did, they came out, you know, with a purpose here and and played their hearts out. Yeah, Lamar, hey, you talk about a game changing play. You know, the Zay Flowers thing. Fine, he got up. He had a taunting penalty, but he came right back. Yeah. And it wasn't because of lack of effort, man. That kid's going to be really good. He is so fast. You should see him in person. It's unbelievable how quick he is and how he can just, like, pop around the football field. Nobody get their hands on him. But LeJarrius Sneed makes a great play knocking that ball out before he breaks the plane. Man, but I, I, I'll tell you, it was uh, that that's the play of the game right there to me. Not the interception with Lamar Jackson. That's a whole other set of circumstances. But that play right there changed the momentum in this game. I would have seen him play in person if he didn't blow the AFC Championship game because he would have been out in <laughs> Vegas. I and know. I could have seen him then. I know. He blew it. <laughs> and they also, he could have gotten a first down there, too. I know it's easy to sit here and say, he but was like, going all he was out. Going, he I mean, was going all out, Even man. if he just went down there, he got first and goal. That luxurious need made a great play. I mean, anybody who plays defense to see what that guy was able to do before that ball crossed about six inches, right? Would you say? Fair. From being a touchdown? Yeah, it's, it was Very a crazy close. play. Patrick Mahomes, play. 30 of 39, 241 in a score. Of course, it goes to Travis Kelsey, who caught 11 of those 30 balls. Here's Mahomes throwing over and over and over again to Kelsey. He loves the challenge. Um, and, I mean, all week, I mean, rightfully so, we heard about how great their defense was. Um, and they were. I mean, they shut us out in the second half. Um, but for Travis, that's like, all right, what, what can I do against this great defense? Well, he did a lot, as a matter of fact. He passed well, Jerry Rice. A lot of going on yesterday. Pre-game yapping, yapping. Lot of yapping. Justin Tucker getting thrown his balls and, and kicking utensils out of the way. I mean, it was it was it was pretty intense. Now for the Ravens, great season over. John Harbaugh message to the team. Told them to walk out of here with their heads held high and their chests out and eyes straight ahead. You know, and you never know what lessons you're going to learn from every experience that you had. But whatever it is, it's going to be inside, and you go forward and. Make a new beginning from where we're at. Well, That's what we're going to do. Lesson learned. You can't uh, give the ball away. Lamar Jackson knows too many mistakes. Can't turn the ball over. You know, farm boy interception, stuff like that. They can get him the opportunity to, you know, put points on the board and win the game. We, we get in that red zone. It's been, our, it's been our touchdown all season, you know. We just got to finish, and we didn't do a good job on finish. Nope, and so the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl where they will play for the second time in uh, four years, five years, whatever. They will get the 49ers as we get to Santa Clara. Things were going so well for the Lions. They led 24-7 at the break. You then get the field goal by San Francisco to get it to 24-10, and then you have the big fourth down play. They've been aggressive all year. Let's see if Dan Campbell does it again. 28 is San Francisco. Fourth and two. Goff in the gun. 
Five in the secondary. Shotgun snap. Four-man rush. They get him. He gets away, and he throws a line drive. Caught. Dropped on a dive. On the numbers. Dropped there by Josh Reynolds. Yeah. And oh. What do you think? Yes. Oh, yeah. And of course. I mean, in that situation, there's no... I mean... He threw the ball where it needed to be thrown because where the defender was. Yep. You're a professional wide receiver in a championship game. You get your hands, hands on the ball, you catch the ball. Right. I agree. And so that would lead to one of the crazier plays we would see. So much so, Kevin Harlan's about as good as it gets. Even yes. he was confused on this play. Purdy brings his uh, fingertips to his mouth. Lifts the tips of his fingers. He's got a first and ten. His tight end's in motion. He gets the shotgun snap. He sets. He launches a long pass. Spiral arching down the side. Incomplete. Flag thrown at the ten. Flag thrown at the ten. Going for Ayuk. And he caught... He got the ball on a deflection and takes it in after the ball was deflected by Vildor. Now, they did rule that he was down, but he would get the touchdown, and that was pretty much uh, the start that would lead of the to a touchdown. That would yes. lead to a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. How about the play that Lamar Jackson made? The ball was tipped, and then he went and ran and caught it. <laughs> yeah. Would that have been unbelievable had he ran that in for a touchdown? I know. When I saw that play, I was like, he's not losing today. I was no. getting all fired up. He's not losing. That's where Romo would have been right when he called it the greatest play he'd ever seen. Yeah, I mean, there's it a lot of great a plays. Ten so, yard. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks do this before. Not that. Yes, we have. I mean, I. Well, he ran for ten yards. All right, quarterbacks do it, and they get tackled after two. He didn't. Now, had he run for ninety yards, I agree with you, dude. But that, he didn't. that was a crazy play. And I, and I'll tell you one thing that the Chiefs did defense, especially in the first half, they did a really good job of like like getting in his way and tipping balls. There are a couple. There are a couple of those that could have been picked. And turn return for touchdowns, and you know the the Chiefs' defense deserves a lot of credit for the way that they played, uh, you know, in and around him. But man, that that's a crazy play. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> so you don't think so? I don't. No, you, you're poo pooing oh, that because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. Uh, no, Just because I, he ran for ten yards after he caught it. I'm, I'm reading that uh, Marcus Mariota caught his own pass and ran it for 41 yards. Against the Chiefs now, in the playoffs. That's a great play. So memorable. None of us reference. We won't that. remember this either. <laughs> well, exactly. You're gonna remember that terrible pick in the end. Yes. You're gonna remember. And Zay Flowers fumbling at the one yard line. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, guys. It was just a very cool play. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't meet to your freaking standards. <laughs> it was it was cool. Well, Tony Romo called the greatest play in NFL history. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think that's what Jerry's pushing yes, back on. You know, I didn't hear that. It was so. not the greatest play in the history of the NFL or in that game. No, this Brendan Ayuk play was better. Uh, uh, yes. Well, that was a different game. But I thought Travis Kelsey made a couple of sliding catches that were ridiculous, too. How about the th- actually, both Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes had similar plays where they threw it against the grain, and the guy that they threw it to, one was, I think, was I think it was Brandon Ayuk that made the play, and I also believe that Travis Kelsey made the play. Tony Romo also said it's the greatest play since Franco Harris threw the ball on the Music City Miracle. <laughs> uh. Boy, no one thinks it beating more online than he does. That <laughs> was the time he was getting all the praise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of praise, Brock Purdy, uh, 267 yards passing, a touchdown. He did throw the pick in the first half, but San Francisco scored 27 straight in the second to win the game. Here was Christian McCaffrey. Props to him. I don't have, you know, enough good things to say about Brock. You know, he's all he's done since he's been here uh, is play at an elite level, and everything starts with him. Um, 
and I'm just really we're lucky he's our quarterback. You know, I mean, he takes a lot of heat. Yes, he does. I mean, where does this heat come from? And I had him as like uh, second on my MVP ballot. I can tell you that. Some people had Dak second on their MVP ballot because we all believe that Lamar Jackson's going to end up winning. But I mean, this this heat that gets manufactured. I'm like, where's it come from? I think I think that there's so many shows out yeah. there that talk about all these quarterbacks, and they'll say that Brock Purdy's a game manager. Brock Purdy's this. I mean, I even referenced that when giving him credit this morning about how well he played and the things that he did outside of the system and feeling the game and big moments and running and, as you say, off-platform stuff. I don't say Usually that. Usually you love your off-platform on your off-platform all 22. That's for the freaking scouts and the people that you know <laughs> think that they understand. I mean, that's fine. That's the way you describe a, a, a particular type of play. Mm. But, I, you know, the kid's... I mean, the kid is cool, man. He just he has all the poise that you need. Every now and again, he gets a ball batted in the air because you know he's a little bit deliberate with his uh, delivery, and he's not the biggest guy in the world. But Jesus God, I mean, he's played great uh, and since he's taken over as quarterback. He's played great, and he's come back from Tommy John surgery. I don't. Know what, I mean, who's ever criticized him is you know basically an effing jackass. <laughs> How does that well said. Here was Dan Campbell. His team uh, is heading home after having that 24-7 lead. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, nobody's happy. Um, you know, they're they're very disappointed. You know, it's disappointing. And I think I said it pretty, pretty vividly. It's like getting your heart ripped out. And um, it's, it's hard. Yep. And so their season comes to an end. So February 11th in Vegas, you will have the Chiefs and the 49ers. The Bills remove the interim tag from offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Who are we rooting for? Because we're going to be watching the game together. Well, actually, you're going to be gone, right? I will be gone. Uh, all right. So it'll be uh, Eddie, Al, and me sitting together at the game. Who are we uh, throwing our support behind in this particular you know, football wear your game? your Dolphin jersey, Eddie? No. No. Are we are we going to be rooting for a particular team? We're just looking for a, for a, a good game. You root for who you bet for. I root for offense. Okay, <laughs> you just want to see touchdowns yeah. and stuff. I, I would say the Forty ers because I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs. All right, let me ask you a question. I, I'm expecting that you guys are staying the whole game, right? Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> good. Just want to make sure. Al. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's so a Super Bowl, I, for God's sake! I mean, you know? Brock Purdy throws a touchdown pass. You're going to stand up and go, "Yay!" Is that what you're do? Oh, not exactly like that, okay. but yes, right. And then when Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown pass, "Yay!" So you're just going to cheer offensive great plays? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no real obvious. I mean, I think most people are kind of sick of the Chiefs, but it's like the 49ers won a gazillion Super Bowls too. It's not like this is some little engine that could that got to the Super Bowl like the Lions would have been. This is a tough one. Hey, Al, do you want to see if I can get you a guest spot on the Super Bowl Today show as, like, just the everyman fan? Yes. Like, like you're just a football fan. You love football. Yeah, I'd like to go on there and go, I'm rooting for offense. If That's Patrick it. Mahomes scores, I got to go, yay! <laughs> can you have the clips ready where in the warm-up show he talks about how he hates watching these games? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And about uh, the third funny. quarter, he's going to, the anxiety's going to kick in. I got to get to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave because I ain't leaving. You ain't leaving. <laughs> well, we don't have to wait till you're done, do we? No, no, you don't have to wait till I'm done. But you have to wait until the game is over and the trophy is presented. Oh, wow. oh, the trophy is presented. Oh yeah, definitely. 
That's wow. what, that's what I those... think it's fair if with two minutes to go, you take off. <clears throat> Look, nobody asked you. You're not going to be there. I know I'm not, but so I don't, also... Don't I, stick your nose I, into something that you're not a my part nose. of. It. You're not a part of it. <laughs> yes, I am. You are not a part yes, of it. Yes, I am. No, you're not. And it's not walking distance hotel to stadium, right? you got to drive. So it's not like we, you know, we're leaving. You can walk it. You can walk it. We can uh, walk Eddie, everywhere. Eddie, Eddie walks Eddie, from hike, Harlem for here. Here's your hiking. This is where you can hike now. <laughs> because the reason why I say that you is, car. right, if you're if you're leaving when everybody is leaving. It's about an hour, a little huh? less. Walk an hour? <laughs> That's not bad. Maybe Was it six Vegas? miles? Come on. No, no it's not I'll, six I'll miles. Find, no, it's, it's, it might be 40 minutes. I'll find out. I'm not walking in an hour. <laughs> you know, that that's a prime mug spot right there. And why you leave especially it two in a morning. At, especially look at a youth family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, maybe you could hide yeah. your base outside the stadium somewhere and then pick it up. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because I won't be able to bring it in. I'm sure there I'm sure there's a CBS bus going to and from our hotel, so I'm sure you guys can get on that. Okay, good. I mean that you sounds- are part of the CBS family and you have to get up the next morning and do a show. Oh. I would think that they would make some accommodations. That's up to Stephen Waldron, I think. He's got yeah. Oh, really? That. Yes. Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports. Will be will we be on this CBS bus leaving the game? I don't know, but I'll be on my couch watching the game. So I don't I really oh, that's don't right. know. That's right. You're not going to be there. Wow. Oh, we're out, fri- we're out Friday. You love leaving on a Friday, don't you? That's like your favorite thing to do is mail in those Fridays. <laughs> that just worked out perfectly for you. Very, very on brand for you to get out of there Friday. No, I mean, we. I've done it since... Uh, for months that I'm going on Friday. Then who's going to be there on Monday for you guys? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Good luck. It's possible nobody. <laughs> that'll, that'll be our sixth day for working working there. So if it's, something's broken by that and hey. not fixed, it's a problem. Hey, by the way, are you <laughs> familiar with the studio we are coming uh, from the at the win? <clears throat> yeah, we've had a bunch of calls with them. I've never been there. Okay. When are you going out, Stephen? Uh, Saturday. Okay. Are you working Friday? Yes. Okay, good. What time are you leaving on Friday? <laughs> 10 one. All right, okay. sounds good, Steve. Looking forward to seeing you out there, buddy. Absolutely. Your voice sounds a little bit better today. It's still not back, but a little bit better. Yeah, I know. I've got a lot of rest this weekend. We're good. All right, sounds good. Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports. Two and a half miles. About, an, a little, about an hour, like I said. I'm not walking with you <laughs> out of that stadium. <laughs> Back to the hotel. There's just no right, way. Don't right? be late, though. It'll be 7 p.m. out there. So it'll be a 3.40 kickoff out there? Yeah. So it'll be, that'll be long. Eh, that's a long-ass game, man. It's like a four-hour game these Are you days. guys excited for halftime and Usher? Not really. No, okay. no, no, no. That's fine. No. <laughs> Jesus, why are we going? Why are you even going? I mean, I'm honestly. excited for the game. You asked me about the halftime. Are you excited for Usher? Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Come on. <laughs> the last one I went to was uh, Adam Levine. And I was not excited for that. I didn't think that was very good at all. If you go in with a negative mindset. It's not I mean, negative at all. Guys I'm ex- going in with guys, a negative excited for mindset. No, no, not really. How about oh, the game? No, no, not really. I'll tell you what. Why don't you guys just stay here? No, 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 no. Well, it depends. <laughs> if the weather forecast continues to be crap, maybe we will. <laughs> okay. Nice. But, well, I was really excited to go until I saw rain what all does... day, every day at 50 degrees. And no one's crying for us. I get that. But what does suck is when you look that it was 72 and sunny yesterday. This week is gorgeous. The week when we leave is gorgeous. The week we are there 
El Sucko. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's April on Long Island. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. All right, you know what? You guys don't have to go if you don't want to. Honestly. I said the weather. I didn't say I mean, the trip. So, you guys I just so said the weather stinks the week we're there. That's all. <laughs> That's a fact. That's not an okay. opinion. It's not like you're flying UPS. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, that's part of the experience, isn't it? And I just said I wasn't talking about the experience of the week. We were yeah. talking about the weather. And Spending it sucks that the weather's going to be great. Work with, you know, having a couple after. dinners, you know. Yeah. Didn't Shoot. say anything about all that. <laughs> Shooting the bull, talking sports. Ay, ay, ay. Running cars over with tanks. Yes. The whole thing. <laughs> all right, Jerry. We're, uh, we're good here? Yeah, yes. Yeah, of course. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. GO on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I was asked this particular question that I'm going to tell you in a second, probably 10, 15, maybe 20 times this weekend. And it was really starting to annoy me. And that question was, why did Saturday Night Live leave out Boomer in their cold open with the NFL today? And I said, do you think I know the answer to that question? You think, what am I going to do? Text Lorne Michaels? You think I'm sitting in the writers' meetings? I, I mean, the thing to say would be, hey, did you see this? They left out Boomer. Okay, asking me why they did. Why did they? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have enough actors to do it. It was, and by the way, they did you a favor because that was the dumbest, most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my life. And they left you out of it, so it probably made you feel good. Who the hell cares? They had done this a couple years ago. They had you in there. They had some guy who didn't sound like you, didn't look like you. It was terrible. But there was like a couple years ago they did this. And it was probably, it was that was the one from a few years ago right there, right? Okay, yes. Yeah, that guy that they have <laughs> pretending right. to be you. Um, so, whatever. I don't know. But, you know, it was interesting that, uh, so yesterday... Before, I think it was before the game started, and we had just gone through rehearsal or something, David Burson 
Um, the, President of CBS Sports, right. now that Sean McManus has announced his retirement after the Super Bowl, David Burson will take over. Right, he comes in and he goes, how does it feel not to be a part of the SNL? They ask, like, what SNL thing? I had no idea that they even did it. And I wasn't paying attention to it. And I guess I said, well, I don't know, maybe it's because I sit in front of a microphone uh, every five days here and... Maybe that had something to do with it. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it had. I mean, Honestly. You just, you just ripped the crap out of it. It so. was bad. It was bad because I, I watched it. I it, so I don't know. No, I watched it because people were sending it to me. And I was like, all right, I'll oh, watch okay. it. And it was bad. But I, I, they're probably not like, let's leave out boomers. There's, there's, first of all, there's 50,000 guys <laughs> to get actors for to do this, so they're probably like, okay, he's on the end of the set. We don't have anybody who's going to be boomers. We don't have anybody who's going to be boomer. So what? I mean, I, 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 I didn't even know what they did, so. You still didn't watch it? No. Even after all that? No, I don't really care. Did anybody get, uh, did anybody get upset with it? No. Like uh, the impersonation of them? Or no, whatever? not at all. Actually, yeah. JB thought that who's a Keenan? Um, yes, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson was pretty funny, actually. Okay, so he liked it. I feel yeah, like JB he, likes everything. Though. Well, he said something to the effect that I don't think he let his granddaughters watch it. So, I was there something risque about it or something? No, not really. Not yeah, that I know. You know of. JB's like the biggest square on earth. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? The and that is school. not something that I'm saying. I mean, he has said it a thousand times. Yeah, well, I mean, he lives his life a certain way. You know, yeah. he's not, uh, no, he not he's crossing a line in any way. And then Sammy, our writer, has to basically, you know, write some things for him. And he's talking about the ones and the twos and the guy's lit. And I'm like, well, this is not you, JB. It's obviously Sammy. The guy's lit. Right. <laughs> but it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. Nobody cares. Uh, okay. Now, what about the lights? We have to at least get that out of the way. The lights yeah, were so. off. Again, we have another AFC Championship <clears throat> game. A little bit of a snafu. Um, luckily, it didn't last very long. This was not quite the you know, Walker I, I'm, Hayes I'm situation. I'm always glad that I have I have to be the one that answers these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are many other people that could answer these things for us. Yeah. Uh, but I, since I'm here every Monday after the AFC Championship game, when something goes awry, I have to answer it. So Phil and I were on the outside set. And right as Phil and I are getting ready to do our little thing about Lamar Jackson and the eye vision and all that stuff, the freaking Baltimore Raven band is right behind us. And Phil can't hear and he can't see the monitor. I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah. And if you, if you live it, it's pretty funny. But anyway, as I was told, somebody, when we do these shows on the sidelines, there are about a hundred different wires leading to so many different things. And believe it or not, I was told that somebody tripped over a wire and Pulled the electric out of the socket <laughs> to the light box. Come on. Right. So as we're sitting there and we're getting ready to go on, I got JJ next to me. I'm like, JJ, we, we don't have any lights. And he's like, what? I said, no, we don't have any lights. You see these lights here? Like you and I have a, a bank of lights here. Yeah. So it's like the same thing on the sideline of the, of, uh, of the stadium. And I said, JJ, there's no lights. He's like, what? <laughs> so when we come back, not only did we not have lights, we didn't have... Um, electric to our monitors like we didn't have they weren't connected for some reason i guess it was all the same light box so as we were over over you know speaking over what was supposed to be uh the highlights of the first half that we never saw but supposedly they did run mm -hmm. and i thought everybody did an unbelievable job given the circumstances but when we came back 
couldn't, you couldn't see JP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And JP was like, man, you can't see. I could. He said, Phil lit him up. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm just trying not to laugh. But then the lights did flicker on, and then they came on, and they had some rap artist, you know, doing his songs at halftime and everything else. And it was it was almost like we were in a club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RG3 tweeted out. He goes, you know, it's dark when you can't see the white guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, Phil, how we, that's how we all felt about it. Right. I, I feel like, I feel you could see a little bit of Phil with the rest of you guys. <laughs> It couldn't. It was crazy. But like the person who trips over the wire, they don't like go like, oh man, oh, I hope I didn't knock anything out where they just keep walking. It's been like, screw I, it. Hey, listen, I don't, because of the amount of wires and you have all sorts of tarps on the sideline, you have things covering wires, you could see how it could happen. I mean, it, and it happened. What can I tell you? All right. I don't know. Good thing they didn't knock out live the- TV. You just got to go through it. You just got to slam right through it. Good thing they didn't knock out the wire that they used to plug Phil in because that would have been a real problem if he had, you know, lost all his battery for the day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.